When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, I'm here with Rory Madge. Uh, how you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you? I'm good really good, thank you. Good I'm, trying, I'm trying. I'm mm. trying to figure out if I like this new Kanye album or not. Yeah, I'm the same. And Jesus is King. What do you think? I'm the, I can't work out. I've done four or five listens now. Right. It's very samey, maybe. Yeah. The sort of church vibe. It's got a gets a bit vibe. repetitive, maybe. Yeah, it's starting to grow on me a little bit. Mm. That tune with Clips and Kenny G. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. The, you know finally got the number together. of times I've been banging out clips and I thought, do you know what? I just fucking, this dude's some Kenny G, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason they got back together. <laughs> um, anyway, we are joined by... Kenny G. Kenny G's here. Oh my God, uh, wow. No, we're, we're joined by the, the legend that is Jamie Cullum. Hello, how are you? Oh, that's a nice intro, thank you. No I'm problem. very well. It's great, it's great to be sitting here. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Now... I hope you don't mind me saying this. Obviously, you're a very talented guy. Um, but I didn't realise you're such a hip-hop head, man. I mean, like, you know your shit, right? Um, well, it's been a love of mine for a long time. Yeah. I know kind of corners of it pretty well, just, yeah, as, yeah. just as a fan, really. Right. Um, and it, it was the kind of gateway drug for me to so many other types of music as well. Right. I was kind of weaving it all together in my head, think, you know, knowing that we were doing this. And it's funny because... I actually went to a gig on Saturday uh, yeah. to see Jazzy Jeff DJ right. at Oval Space, yeah. and he kind of the way he the way he makes his sets it just defines every everything about hip hop and the yeah. way I kind of got into it is like a kind of journey, um, and it was just a reminder of everything I love about hip hop. Really, was he unbelievable? He was unbelievable. Yeah. So not only not only was it just an amazing club set just to dance to and um, my wife and I haven't been out dancing for, for too long we've got two kids and yeah. we, we used to go out dancing all the time but we made a special effort to like go we have to do this it's like you know we've been together 13 years we need to go out dancing yeah. and so we, we booked this in because I'd, I'd seen a bit of his set before and so it was a great set to dance to. It's just the way he weaves everything in. It's, yeah. it's a lesson. It's like a, mm. it's a music. It's a it's a lesson in music's DNA. And you know, you're dancing, and you're just you're, you're just taking it all in. It's amazing. How did you find dancing with your wife? Because because when I started going out with my wife, we used to go out like mm. all the time. And then obviously we had kids, and that's all over now. But um, no, but no, you know, no, like, no, that's not. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, but now I'm nervous because I don't think I've danced in anger. <laughs> but, <laughs> For did years, to, man. Would you dance with her? Just the two of you dance in a way. Like, we did. Yeah. But that was like, that was back, mm. you know, that was back in the day. If the music's good enough. Yeah. You, then you just, it's literally, we, we walk through, bear in mind, like we're normally fast asleep. Right. Yeah, By the course. time, you know, yeah. you, we kind of walk through the door yeah, of, yeah. of overspace at like, I don't know when it was, midnight or something. Right. I mean, not all the time, but most of the time, given that we've got two young kids. Yeah. And we walked in and, I mean, they were just, it was, oh, they were playing MC Light or, I don't know, just like a, a classic tribe track or something. Yeah. And immediately we just both, we just both started dancing and yeah. didn't stop didn't stop till we left holy wow. shit yeah have you, when's the last time you did that with your missus I think I've done it at home a few times not out well, but not, not for not... like three hours you, sorry you two have just danced at home for the <laughs> yeah, night definitely have what are you few, talking about have a few I, drinks actually and have you know a the real hip hop head is in my house is my wife actually really she knows, is that right? I mean her knowledge because she grew up and spent a lot of time in New York. Right. And so she, uh, like, attended a lot of, like, original shows and some of, some of the best. And she, yeah, she knows this stuff. And so. would, you, would you ever find yourself spending hours just to turvy dancing? Like Rupert, Rupert does with yeah, his Yeah, we, we can do we can do a kitchen yeah. thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Have you not done a kitchen dance? Middle so, shall I tell you a boozy dinner? No, shall I tell you what I do? Mm. And I've done this every day. Go to bed. I did, yeah, I go to bed. <laughs> I say to Lisa. Dance away. Yeah, can you just... Just spend some time on your own because I can't bear to be with you right now. No, what I, what I do is I come down in the morning and I say, 
Alexa, can you play Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On? <laughs> that comes on. And then I start trying to dance with her. And every day she tells me to fuck so off. So it's not romantic. It's a bit, it's a bit creepy, that yeah. song. It's like, it's, you could have chosen yeah. something a bit. It's, it's, <laughs> don't you think it's creepy? Something, more, something Barry White, maybe? I, 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 I love Barry that tune, but... <laughs> Like it's like a. It's a bit, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an aggressive breakfast move, isn't it? I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. Here's a little bit that you like to pull. How did you get into hip hop? How did you initially get into hip hop? What was your route into it? Because you're saying what you've just said is hip hop was your route into other stuff. So mm. what was your route into that? So I, I've I've always been a bit of a nerd, right? So I've always been into like the DNA of like whatever music I was listening to. I was always quite interested in where where it came from and right. so I just remember being I think I had a now something one of the first now compilations or something nice. and uh, the Tribe Called Quest track on there Can I Kick It yeah. was on it right and I was just like the sound of the acoustic bass I mean obviously it's, it's you know it's a sample from the Lou Reed song but um it was just the sound of it. it was like it didn't sound like anything else and I always loved I always loved drum sounds as well yeah. and around that time I can't remember the exact chronology but the, the, the Doggy Style Snoop Dogg album was oh, kind nice. of floating around the Chronic yeah. was floating around because we weren't supposed to have it you know mm. it was just like people were kind of swapping tapes and yeah. someone had like a uh, someone's older brother had photocopied the front cover of Doggy Style, <laughs> and you know we would literally like go. So we would the one person who managed to smuggle their Walkman into school would like would be listening to. We could, you know we couldn't believe it. It yeah. just felt so. God, how innocent, huh? How innocent, yeah. you know? It is weird, doesn't it? Everyone's journey into hip hop seems to be like passing a tape around like a porno mm. mag. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like that sort of. It's just because of the because it's sort of dirty secret. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, you know, I think it was just the sounds on it. Didn't sound like all the other stuff uh, right. that was in the charts. What I was listening to, and uh, I I realised um, I think I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was a friend of mine's dad who said, "Oh, that sounds like George Clinton. That right. sounds like this band Funkadelic." And he knew I was like really into music, and he had loads of records, and he was doing that thing where. So how was, old were you then? Was this? I would have been at this at this time about 10, 11, 12. Around but, that and kind even of time. at that age, you had that kind of real musicality sort of interest. My in. older brother was really into music as right, well, right? right and okay. so he was getting into acid jazz, and we we always had the radio on, so we listened to uh, we listened to Westwood, we listened to uh, John Peel at the time. You know, yeah. just mm. we were kind of gravitated towards right. kind of really good music. Um, I'm, what you know, what I definitely thought was, and as soon as I kind of heard that it, this music was made up of other music, yeah, um, and I started to find out what the other music was, it was just it completely blew my mind, right. And so when it came to like hearing Tribe Called Quest for the first time and hearing what I didn't realise was Bob James's Nautilus and Herbie Hancock's Chameleon and yeah. all this stuff later that I discover, uh, David Axelrod. Yeah. Hearing David Axelrod, you know that when you when you play someone uh, the original David Axelrod track, The Edge, and then you play him uh, uh, Dre's, um, oh, which track is it? What's it called? Oh yeah. When you play in the original source material, they're like, no way. You know? yeah. And I just, I was lucky enough to kind of just be exposed to that a little bit earlier. And it was a time when people weren't really buying records. You go and pick the stuff in Oxfam. I found a record store in uh, Bristol near where I lived that the guy was so happy to show me where all the, you know, Al Green and yeah. uh, Rod, Nat Adley, Cannibal Adley, all that stuff that they were using to sample. And it just became it just became my obsession, really. So were you like crate digging for all the originals and stuff? I would say I was like mildly crate digging. Now I know what real crate diggers are. <laughs> now, I, now, now I've really met them and I know the level Full of obsession. Time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I just was really. I would hear those breaks. Like I would hear the Far Side, for example, uh, and you know they were doing their own breaks. The little um, the little interludes were just piano and drums. Yeah. And I met a drummer who uh, lived in the next town, and we would get together and try and do you know i try and play the bit on the piano he'd try and play the bit on the drums we just wanted to play the breaks really yeah um and we just wanted to find more and more of them and as soon as we could nail one of them it just, just felt like felt like we were kings the kings of wiltshire <laughs> 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 
coming soon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it just it just felt like a bit of a secret club, and then the the jazz thing kind of came, you know, because the jazz thing was so woven into all the hip hop I loved. Yeah. Gangstar. Gang, uh, gang um, They've Steph- just got a new album out. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're disappointed with the country, you are gonna. It's gonna blow your it's mind. It's so Is it banging? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. I hate telling good people bad news. Word to God, a big and black was still here. Some of these weirdos wouldn't act so cavalier. We all know that the game has changed. It's crazy out here. Rap's got a bad name. Think about it. What if bling never happened and the true artists were getting rich from rapping? Where the gods, some should give. Let's delete the politics so real hip hop can live. It's such a great record, and actually, um, it's amazing he's managed to do it. Actually, yeah. with with that. Because normally, you sort of think it's going to be like it's going to be something he got overheard when Guru's in the toilet or something. Mm. Like, like, like the like scratching around for vocals uh, and stuff. Yeah, voicemail. Exactly. Just Guru making an yeah. order at IHOP, <laughs> and he sort of looped it up. <laughs> Uh, but it's a great record it's wicked it is so good and, and actually you know just mentioned Guru obviously he did those solo records after the jazz yeah, metallic yeah, records yeah. that was right around the time uh, the acid jazz thing was happening mm-hmm. and again my brother was kind of bringing a lot of that stuff home and then I think we were at Phoenix Festival or an early Glastonbury Festival and, and Guru was doing that jazz metallic project with right. like Courtney Pine a few of the kind of British jazz people yeah. and again us do you remember us three as yes, well yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds a little bit um, yeah, yeah it sounds a little bit corny now but it was still like again it was all those original blue note records that i was getting you know i got some from someone's dad you know i'd heard a couple at the back of my mum and dad's car and it just all kind of percolated in my brain and yeah. was was really exciting is acid jazz still getting performed is that still a yeah active genre it's still a very very active genre yeah more so than it has been for years actually yeah yeah. Jamie's actually I've got to be honest with you the way you said that to Rupert is like had a bit of venom in her yeah more so you, than it has more so, a bit of more so than it has done for years actually Rupert so why don't you stick your fucking me. question up your ass? <laughs> just thought it'd be quicker to huh? find it I was going to google it later but I thought it'd be quicker just to ask <laughs> Well done. He seems, Thanks, Jamie seems like a really chilled out. Yeah, yeah. yeah until, 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 he, until he starts sort of yeah, the rhythm of the memory of yeah. my memory of acid jazz. <laughs> so what was not the first? So was Doggy Style the first hip hop album you really got into? Um, I did get into it, and I I, I I loved it. But I kind of feel like I loved it because everyone else loved it. And actually, yeah. I've gone. I've kind of gone back to it, um, and it still still sounds great. But I think it was probably. I was the right age when Midnight Marauders came out, the Tribe yeah. record. In, I think it was '93. Midnight Marauders, and I just, I just remember that was that was just one of those ones I had on my on my Walkman, just playing kind yeah. of over and over again. I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Mm. Name is Fight Dog from the Zulu Nation. Told you in the jam that we could get down. Now let's knock the boots like the group H Town. You got DVD all on your bedroom wall, but I'm above the rim, and this is how I bore a gritty little something on the New York street. This is how I represent over this here beat. Talking about you, yo, I took you out. The difference between Midnight Marauders and Doggy Style, obviously, yeah. don't get me wrong, Doggy Style's yeah. a great album. Yeah. But Midnight Marauders, you can go back to now. Mm. And you can, yeah, uh, yes. And also lyrically, mm. you could play that to someone and go, and this is like, it sounds like adult music, right? Yeah. Grown up music, I mean. Whereas dog, Doggy Style's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very difficult to go back to now. If you say to somebody, oh, I'm just going to put them on the albums, I used to to bang out some classics. <laughs> Guess who's back in the motherfucking house? That could be on YouTube for your breakfast walk-in. Yeah, yeah. We know the intro. What's that? That's on Bathtub. Yeah. yeah like you can put that on with Let's Get It On in the morning and yeah, see, yeah, swap see, it how you, see how you uh, feel. Alexa, can you play It Ain't No Fun? <laughs> <laughs> So it was, it was Tribe that really got you in. It right? was Tribe, but at the same time, I, I really loved Tupac as well. Right. Because I, I think he was. I, I love. I love. I love Nas as well. You know, Pete Rock. Anything produced. I got into the names of the the producers. So I loved anything yeah. that was produced by Pete Rock or DJ Premier. Yeah. I knew I was going to get beats that I kind of would would love, and I would listen to. It's really interesting. I listened to the productions and loved the productions. Yeah. Um, and it took me a long time to kind of get into the rhyming in quite the same way. Right, right. Not right. until I kind of went out, really. Yeah. And I didn't go out for years because I always looked like a fetus, you know, for so long. <laughs> like even when I was like 18, it was like, nah, that's your, that's not a real passport. It's a real, it's a real passport. <laughs> but when I discovered the music on the dance floor as well, yeah. it kind of like, renewed my kind of love for hip hop, really. Yeah. 
is there a conflict with the fact that you like you love jazz so much and the, and the art of sampling? I mean, do you, has that ever been an issue for you? Or do you ever are you able to reconcile that? Because some people th- see sampling as theft, essentially. Do you know what I mean? And you're take, sort of taking a great loop and just chopping it up and doing and shouting over the top of you know that was always mm-hmm. the accusation made of, of hip hop. So what's your take on that? I think it's it's no longer an issue. I think it was it was for a bit, but right. particularly recently, there's so many musicians now that kind of the jazz musicians. You know, Robert Glasper. Uh, I don't know when you come across him, but he's yeah. uh, he's definitely someone who has kind of legitimised. Like he's bringing kind of jazz club experiences, like playing all the music of Jay Diller, and like he's got a band with Common, and yeah. you know, all, all that kind of stuff. It's the kind of stuff that um, Questlove has been talking about for years as well. Yeah. You know, and as, as now it seems to be you know something that's well established. And it's it's almost like recycling itself again. You've mm. got bands like Bad Bad Not Good kind of focusing on breaks, but as a kind of instrumental jazz band. And there's loads of like modern, um, you know, modern jazz acts now that are are massive, like, you know, Kamazi Washington and, uh, you, you know, even uh, people from this country like Shabaka Hutchins who are kind of referencing... It's kind of why jazz has got so interesting because it's starting to reference the future as well as the past. Mm. And it, in, it, 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 but it just feels like its own thing. And actually, it's something in Britain I think we do really well. You've got an artist like Little Sims, who I know you, I haven't heard it yet, but I know you just interviewed. Yes, I, lo- yeah. I love her. Yeah. And just it, it just feels like her music is kind of classic, but also of now and also looking towards the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, I think it's no longer... You know, for me, I was always into hip-hop. And if I was so painted into a corner of being like this kind of... I mean, even my earliest interviews after I did like the Michael Parkinson show, I was saying, actually, well, I, I love jazz, but actually I kind of got into it through hip hop. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, don't talk about that. <laughs> don't talk about that. That's really confusing. Yeah. Okay. It's re- don't talk about that on Lorraine. Okay. <laughs> Please don't mention DJ Premier on, on, on. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. weird, isn't yeah. it? Because I, I did like, uh, um, I went on Radio 2 and been interviewed by uh, Jay Wiley and Simon Mayo. Mm. And they asked me to do like a, a song. They asked me to a song that I liked or something. So I asked for like some public enemy or something. They said, well, we can't, we can't do that. I ended up putting like a Stevie Wonder song, which is a great song. Yeah. Mm. But it's weird, isn't it? Hip hop has been around for such a long time, but it's still like a bit like, I don't know. Considered you can't, niche in certain know, areas. It's just sort of not like, I mean, I get it. I get it from their point of view. They see you as, you're Jamie Cullen. We can't have, I don't know. Is it, is it confusing for a, an audience, for a member of the public to process that you got, that you're into hip hop as well? I don't know. Cause it's, it's always weirdly been like a, a, a small part of like whatever I've, I've done. You know, I think that the thing that surprised people, I, I had Roots Maneuver on a track yeah. that I did uh, for an album about six or seven years ago. Your love for Taskmaster, give me that. We're on cut love. Fly the dove hide and high and never come down. Willing and ready to stick that neck out. Situation gets sticky now. We get the heck out. All grown up now with a feeling for the deepness. Restless, looking for a brand new outlook. Paradise without, paradise within. The devil's design is enticing things. And, you know, anyone who's sane knows Roots Maneuvers, you know, one, one, one of the best. Yeah. Um, and I think. You know, there were definitely some people who are fans of mine who are a bit like, well, why is he trying to, why is he trying to do that? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for me, I'd, I'd resampled by playing live the, uh, the bass line from uh, One Hope yeah. and did a version, a Cole Porter tune over the top and then got him to rap on it, right? No. And so in my head, that's like the ultimate kind of like jazz musician's yeah. move where you're you're improvising over, over a theme that you love. And in my case, it was a, a hip hop riff I've had in my my brain since this since i heard it in 2001 or whenever it came out it's never left me it still sounds like one of the best beats i think yeah yeah. um and uh so yeah i mean it has has been that but to be honest i've I've always even when i came out and i was doing jazz i was playing in other bands rock bands and pop bands i was you know sideman other people's bands and um people would misunderstand me when i'd be off doing jazz and i've always just kind of been a bit quite myopic and just gone well i don't I don't really care. I just want to make stuff that makes me feel feel good and yeah. references the stuff that I love and try and get better at it, really. And do, are you conscious of what people's expectations are of you, then, when you're making stuff? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm conscious of making sure I do something that sounds authentic, really. Right. And as much as I love... As much as I love hip-hop and beats and turntablism, or, or you know, or, or as much as I love that, I know 
that that's not necessarily the best thing I could bring to the table. But I've done collaborations with with, lo- with loads of different people in that world, and yeah. that's kind of scratched that itch for me. And you know, when you're in a room with some of the people who are really good at this stuff, you know, like like the best, yeah. you know, it means you think, yeah, I need to get into this and mm. do it as well. You know, you're, you're seeing the masters at work. You know, yeah. it's almost insulting, isn't it? It is. It's like, and I, I think actually that's the nice thing about getting older is you don't you don't feel I, I can enjoy it without feeling like I have to do it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I'm finally kind of getting to a point where I'm, I'm really I'm really focused on the future of what it is I want to do. But is it, there's a difference, though, between you getting Roots Maneuver to, to appear on a track that you've sort of repurposed. Mm. There's a difference between that and, like, Cullum spitting bars, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but that, well, that would be... I mean, it's funny that because I've, I've, I've recently did a cover of um, X Factor, Nice For What? Right. Um, so I, I did. I played the Lauren Hill, and then yeah. I kind of segued straight into the Drake, the Drake track. Right, and did, right, right. And did oh, the, I sung the rap. Yeah. Everybody, get your motherfucking roll on. I'm a shorty, and she doesn't want to slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let that thing lose, got in so long. You've been inside, no you like some halo. I've been keeping what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl, everything. It was only afterwards we we do this thing called the Song Society, which is where I try and learn and perform a cover in one hour and put it up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and we did that with that song. It's only after I thought, oh, man, are people going to, like, rip the shit out of me between this? Because <laughs> it just seemed really... It's like, why wouldn't you take me? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Why wouldn't you? No, my, my musical brain was... And, and I, I, only afterwards I thought about whether people would think it was, was rubbish or not. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing, right? That's good. <laughs> it is good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever had your music sampled by rappers? Um... I've That's had, a great question, Rupert. Thanks, man. I had a really interesting thing happen with... Uh, uh, I was on Joe Wiley. When Joe Wiley did the Live Lounge, mm. um, they asked me to do a cover for live... You know, like a modern oh, yeah. cover. Yeah, and yeah. I did Pharrell's Frontin'. Right. Um, and she... It, it came out really well. And she ended up playing it to Pharrell when he was on the show. And he heard it. This is, year, this is uh, 2004 or whatever it was. Right. And he heard it. Um, and then... He ended up taking it to Questlove, who ended up like turning it back into front in like a cl- like oh, a nice. club version, and so yeah. he was spinning it for a while. And his oh DJ my god, says, that's amazing! Yeah, it was it was re- it was it was it was a it was a nice moment. And then I ended up working with Pharrell after that on his solo album uh, in my mind that he did in two thousand. Yeah, whenever it was, I can't remember mid two thousands. That is fu- that's mm. fu- that's cool as shit. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I felt like I'd been beamed in like yeah, by, yeah. by accident. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, it was really. It was. I was so out of my. You depth. must have had so much swagger when that was going down, man. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Pharrell <laughs> and it coming had the on record the played well. back to him yeah. and likes it. Just even you just saying, and then Questlove took it and fucking. I just got hard on just listening to that. <laughs> yeah, I've got you one now. Like yeah, you're yeah. both sitting like it's it. pretty. Yeah. With their hands. It's pretty weird, <laughs> isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Holy no, it was. Shit. I mean, I look back on it. Now, I, I mean, I, I look back on it, but I'm also. I felt like. Um, when I had the opportunity. So I met with him a couple of times. Right. And it's so interesting, like the media at the time were um, really fed up with the kind of the kind of soft jazz types that were in the kind of the, the top 10. And I remember some music journalists writing about like, oh my God, Pharrell's just shown he's got terrible taste because he likes <laughs> Because oh, he gosh. was on, he was on the red carpet at the Brits, and and someone said, "Anyone you're looking forward to meeting tonight at the Brits?" He went, "Jamie Cullum," and people were like, "What? <laughs> Do you know who's here?" <laughs> and uh, we met, and uh, he asked me to come out to Miami yeah. to work with him for two weeks, and my label were just like they could not believe it because at that point uh, the Neptunes were like responsible for eighty five percent of well, like oh yeah exactly hip hop bangers at that time yeah. And I got there, and he was, you know, he wasn't married at that point. He wasn't. He was like living the 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 life that you would expect him to be. And I yeah. just literally dropped into that world with him in Miami for two weeks, and I just wasn't, I wasn't confident enough in myself, and I right. was not. I did not impress myself upon the situation anywhere near as much as I wish I would. have Really? Done. Yeah. Yeah. Because actually, we didn't make because any you good sort music. of couldn't believe it was happening. I couldn't believe it was happening. I just, I felt. I just wasn't ready. I wasn't like right. assertive enough. I didn't say when I didn't like something. I didn't. I just was like, really. Well, I was just in. A, I was in a room with Pharrell, like <laughs> around the time of like Milkshake, and you know, Justified, and just agree with everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm the guy that did a, 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 a you know played yeah. the Cole Porter on Michael Parkinson, who loves hip hop and nobody knows. <laughs> apart from you, apart from you know Pharrell now, um, he would like wheel me out on stage to sing front and with him at like festivals and you know I, he was like on the phone to he would be calling up Jay-Z and getting me to 
play down the phone. Oh it, was, it, was, it, was so, it was so weird. And in the meantime, we wrote two songs that neither of us liked very much. And right. I never ended up using. Yeah. And the only real thing that exists uh, that we did together was a track uh, on his album in my mind called "You Can Do It Too." Yeah. Which then Questlove then remixed as well. Which is, is it's a really I'm, I'm so glad it exists because yeah. it reminds me of doing it. You need to never in a million years I imagine I get my thrills by listening to squeals of the PJ wheels. As we land, I duck down. I stick my head up. My dick is being sucked down by a bitch named What Now. I look in her eyes, and the eyes are like an orange star. Look at the reflection of my foreign car, the R and R. I stick my feet out. You know the babes that's made of ill. You know the new shits with me go face right on the hill. I wasn't so do you, is that sort of a thing where you think, if that was to happen to you now, that you'd be a, you'd sort of be a bit more definite about your tastes and your sort of feelings th- on stuff? I think I would because I got the impression what he wanted to do was do something like more in the jazz kind of thing. You yeah. know, I was I'd currently been listening nonstop to Lord Willing, the Clips album, which right, is right, like right. one of my favourite <laughs> yeah. hip hop albums ever. And you know, no sampling on that at all. It's just bare. Yeah. You know, I I love the kind of non quantized beats of, of of the Neptunes, and I just thought if we could get like one of those beats and maybe I could put some interesting chords on it. Yeah. You know, so the kind of chords that are in the middle of fronting, which is what drew me to that song in the first place. And then, you know, he, we could do some top lines together or something. I don't know. I just, that's that's what I, in my mind I yeah. wanted to happen. But I just kind of sat back and I was like, yeah, that mm. sounds great, man. <laughs> do you like this? Yeah, I do, you know. And then he'd be working on 10 different things at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we'd go to some crazy party and I'd be... You know, it was two weeks. I kind of lot. I was. I was lost, and yeah. uh, it was. It was kind of inspiring, but also slightly dispiriting at the same time. Yeah, yeah. but still amazing. It's uh, It's up there with the top yeah. ten experiences of my life. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So you're obviously like a, a cool guy. And you're Do you, into, well, obviously. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. But yes. you know, you okay, sort well. of, you, you, you sort of mentioned like the, the press talking about Pharrell's got terrible taste or whatever. Mm. Do you feel like you get tarnished with this sort of uncool, t- or you have been in the past? I think mm. you're, in terms of your coolness, I think you're going through a, a renaissance now. But then, you know, you, you sort of, you sort of refer to now I'm t- forty. Yeah, 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 great. But you Good refer time. you refer to a time when, like, you know, you're sort of cynical. Is that something you're conscious of or upset about? Or I was lucky because I was such a ner- I was always a nerd and always really into just like getting into stuff in like kind of minute detail. And I was always surrounded by musicians, mm. and I never really kind of got into a. I never really got into a space where, A, I was hanging out with tons of people I didn't like. Yeah. Or, like, liked me for one reason or another. I was generally kind of hanging out with more or less the same people, doing more or less the same things. Yeah. And so I could kind of tune it out quite a lot. I was I was aware of it because there was just this moment where, you know, also at the time... I. You know, at that time when, you know, I, I was in the charts, um, Katie Mellow was in the charts. Like yeah. there was a bet, Michael Parkinson's <clears throat> favourite hits, you know, and I was on it, you know. And yeah. there, it was just, there was just this kind of moment where that kind of t- took over a little bit. And, yeah. You know, in my head, I was just like, hey, man, all this music with like cool chord changes is, is, is here. And God, I can't, I can't believe it. I was, I was just a bit guileless, really. I didn't, I was not media trained. I didn't have anyone doing yeah. my hair or buying me clothes. I was just literally like a, like a music kid. Yeah. And so I just kind of tuned it out. I was aware it was going on, but 
I think I had enough kind of joy in the music making part. I just felt so lucky. And also I was out of the UK so much. I toured America for years. Yeah, yeah. And I had a totally different type of career there, which, you know, which worked really well. So I was able to kind of tune that out and be aware that that's the kind of thing that ha can happen in the UK. And I just thought, well, just get your head down and do stuff, do stuff that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And certainly as I got older and I just realized that I, I had a long career, I felt like, well, that's all I ever wanted to yeah. was to play music as long as I could. Yeah, yeah. You sort of you sort of stop giving a shit, don't you? As you get older, as well. I think you have to. Otherwise, yeah. you, it's a bit exhausting. Yeah. It's, it's, like, an, it's a bit it's tiring. Yeah, I mean, you you learned that really early on, <laughs> didn't quite you? a young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop giving a shit. <laughs> My twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking let go. Completely let what about, go. What about, what about you though? You have to as a comedian, though, don't you? It's 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 a weird one because like, you know, when you're doing stand up, you're sort of trying to break through, and then. You start getting a bit of TV, then you start. Then once you start getting a bit of TV, you start getting offered like other things, and then you're constantly trying to make that decision about these are good opportunities, and I know this industry's fickle, and I don't know if I'm going to get offered this stuff forever. And you've got to balance up against if it's something you actually want to do. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And and sometimes you have to just start saying no because. You just don't think it's right, or you know, and you, and then you you start. You hopefully, you move into a position where you're picking and choosing what you're doing and doing the stuff you really want to do. But it's really easy to fuck to like do a load of shit, and then and I've done loads of stuff, arguably too much, like you know, at the moment. And you sort of think, am I fucking up my brand here? Do you know I mean? Not brand, but you don't think of it like that. But you sort of think, I want to be able to stand by everything I do, yeah, and not look back on things and think. I did this because it was an opportunity or I did it for the money or I did it for the profile it's or whatever. It's such a hard thing. It's I mean, a really I, difficult I, thing to do. It's such a hard thing to do. I mean, you know, I think about like artists that I respect so much. Yeah. Like Nick Cave, Tom York, I don't know, uh, any, any of those types yeah, of yeah. artists who are so kind of like, I'm only doing this. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of, in my dreams, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to turn down co-hosting the one show for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to do it. Good, good. Because it sounds fun. <laughs> and I get to interview <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, great. And, but the thing is, it's of like, course, you know, man. and then, then maybe your brand becomes like someone who's up for it and will give it yeah, a go. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, you know, the and... truth is, is that you, as soon as you start to second guess what you should be doing, that's the problem. Is you just yeah. do, you just do what you think you should do. Yeah. And that's the truth of it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, if you start thinking, I wonder what people who like me would expect me to do mm. that, then you're fucked do you, know what I mean? yeah. you just have no, to do I what you think I totally agree with that you have to follow your yeah. inner but, guide man exactly yeah. but finding that is difficult it is yeah oh god got so depressed about my career end of anyway. podcast <laughs> thanks for coming in you got you got, one of the you got one of the you got one of the podcasts that everyone likes to listen to though yeah oh thank you that's very kind of you to yeah. say yeah it's the least lucrative of our endeavours isn't it <laughs> is the it podcast. the most fun yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the one we get the most abuse about as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I sent you one the other day. What was that? Why do you get abuse? Why do you someone, get abuse? Because I don't know. Because people, I, I don't know what it is about podcasts. I said, yeah, it's not. It's free. You must get this with a radio show, right? Uh, you can, if you get yeah, like I, I'm, I'm on my first radio show like nine years ago. I was so nervous. I got Billie Holiday's birthday wrong by like fifty years. <laughs> like she basically would have still been alive at like 15 or something and when I say I got crucified yeah, it's bet. literally just a slip of the tongue he knows go, nothing yeah. about jazz yeah. well done BBC yeah exactly oh you, you killed Humphrey Littleton <laughs> got that pretender up <laughs> Oh, so what gosh. do they get? You get abuse because it's like the people don't. What about the hip hop aspect of it, or uh, well, the irregularity? I think. Is yeah, the, is irregularity. Also, uh, expressing the wrong opinions. Yeah. Not talking about groups that people want you to talk about. Talking about Kanye too much. Yeah. 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 Have you seen the live concert that he did the day after the album? Oh, there's came out? a film of it. Isn't Was that there? the launch yeah. thing? Yeah. That should good? have been the album, if you ask me. Really? Yeah. The 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 whole live concert with the gospel choir is, is amazing. Can you get it in that context? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's wicked. Hey man, what's your favorite hip hop album? What would you say is your favorite? You've mentioned clips. One of your favorite. What would you say your favorite hip hop albums of all time? It's it's a hard, it's a it's, it is a genuinely hard question because there's there's loads of yeah. different different beats. So obviously the tribe one I mentioned, yeah. Midnight Marauders, but I really love Madlib. Uh, the right. producer Madlib yeah. is like, uh, I, and I love the albums he made under the alias of Quasimoto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Further Adventures of Lord Quas, yeah. uh, Yes Sir, 
those two are pretty. I like, I keep, I keep going. I'll put them on anytime. A mad villain as well. That yeah. only made with MF Doom. Yeah. So nasty that it's probably somewhat of a travesty having me. Then he told the people you can call me your Majesty. Keep your battery charged. He know it won't stick, yo. And it's not his fault you kick slow. Shoulda let your trick hold, chick hold your sick glow. Plus nobody couldn't do nothing once he let the brick go. And you know I know that's a bunch of snow. The beat is so butter. Keep the slow cutter as he. They're the ones I will just never, never kind of stop. You're the first to. person. It's yeah. our first yeah, ever yeah. guest. To mention the mad, I'm mad so, I'm so surprised. I'm so yeah, surprised. I mean, it's literally one of the best. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think it's like undeniably one of the, the best. Yeah. Hip hop records ever. Yeah. That's so mad, though, isn't mm. it? Episode one, and now the last episode. It, I feel <laughs> we've come for breaking circle. news. <laughs> oh yeah, we should say as well. This is the last ever yeah, episode ever. No, no. <laughs> The no. symmetry of the universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've literally cl- cl- closed this up yeah. with an obscure uh, yeah. Leicester so, hip hop so reference. D- d- what, what is it about those? Because there is a common theme here. Is you love that? Co- is that type of production? Isn't it? That sort it's of a type it. of production, but I think I love so. What I realised about uh, about um, the rappers is the kind of rapping I love is where not only the language is is really exciting and like you know kind of almost like psychedelic, which is MF Doom in a, in a yeah. nutshell. It's when they kind of they rap over the bar lines yeah, and yeah. really like it reminds me of jazz drumming. It yeah. reminds me of the great turntablist as well. Like, and that's what Jazzy Jeff was doing at the gig the other yeah. night. Just he's playing like a jazz drummer. Yeah. And again, my kind of slightly you know autistic brain is like jumping on all the yeah. on all the little kind of ways they all uh, match up with each other but also listening to anything Madlib does is always it always feels like a lesson because he's referencing so many so many other records that track the return of the loot digger yeah again like i remember hearing that and writing down the names of the artists i hadn't heard and the ones that i did know like yeah. when he talks about grant green i was like yes i know grant green <laughs> some niggas be sampling the same ass shit some niggas be looping up them played out hits but that's more for me plus the peeps i'm down with we start creating some way out other shit but you ain't heard yet we're building up respect then come the check then i cash chips you know i go get more stacks of wax Fuck CDs, cassettes, eight tracks, and that. Yo, fuck all that shit. And uh, all that surrounds Stone's Throw, the record label, and now again that that label um, that reissue all this stuff that is out of print mm. that hip hop artists have been have been sampling for ages. But Doom is just he just he makes me laugh. Yeah. He makes me kind of feel kind of disgusted. Like it kind of speaks to my inner pervert. Yeah. Uh, my, you know, it's just, it's just feel, it's just, it's just kind of everything in there. Yeah. I, I, and it reveals different things to me each time. It's funny because like a lot of the hip hop you sort of talk about, or you like, it's like Tribe and Doom and all that. Their lyrics are obviously amazing. They're obviously great. But they fit, they're like an instrument, aren't they? Like they fit in with the track. Whereas like some, some hip hop, the track is almost mm. sort of is low down and then the lyrics sort of stomp all over it. MF Doom just sort of like flows yeah. in and out of it. It's so, he goes off beat. He's like it's Biggie like, in a way yeah, in that sense, isn't he? Yeah, it's so great. Um, so and who would so you say fun. is the one, more like the one where they just kind of dominate the track and the, well, the track? Well, oh, that's a good question. I guess like someone like Jay-Z or someone like yeah, that, I think, yeah, I think no, is, true, is very yeah. much sort of like, you know, it's about him and that's fine mm. I mean I'm not sort of obviously Jay-Z is like great I think with like MF Doom I could listen to MF Doom and not understand what he was saying yeah and still very much it's enjoy the sound what he's doing. yeah it's the sound of it it's something about the rhythm of what he does I find really addictive it's like the same thing with there's a rapper like I've talked about him before but Sean Price his there's something about the way he flows and how he sits in the track that I don't, I don't care what he's saying. I, yeah. I, I just love how it sounds. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of, yeah. I think that Doom's got that man. It's he's got it by the by the bucket load. What are you listening to now at the moment, hip hop wise? Uh, I love the Rhapsody album. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I loved her for for a long time. I love that mixtape she did with DJ Premier in, in 2010. She did yeah. one, but I think new record is great. That's that's played a lot on our house. When the MCs came to live out their name, inscribed in the halls and the walls of fame, balancing life, wrote both the yin and yang. Hands buried the man and they raised the son to reign. That's a play on words. They say herb ain't all the same. Slaves in prison and they some unchained. Why everybody in my gang is star DJ Prime. Uh, Little Sims, I think, is, is, is so good. Uh, and also, I've been uh, uh, one of the judges on the Mercury Music Prize for the mm. last few years, and so, uh, obviously, Dave 
won it this year. I think it's great, yeah. and you skipped to won it a few years. How ago. are those? Di- so, how, how have you been on it for the last few years? Have you? Yeah, three or four years. Yeah. And yeah. What, how heated do those discussions get? Does it get? Yeah, they get. Yeah, really? it's tough. Yeah, the year, the Skepta year was a fascinating one because yeah. it was basically ended up being between Skepta and David Bowie, who just died, obviously. Right, right, right. Holy shit! And it was yeah. like how this, I never thought we'd uh, yeah, see I that. Mean, yeah, I know exactly. And it was, it was just, it was really interesting. I mean, it, you know, I, I can't, I, I, I'm kind of sworn to secrecy, of course, really. But yeah, at, yeah, at yeah, the okay, same yeah. time, um, I think I'm, I'm glad Skepta won that year yeah. because I, I, I think. I think a lot of the most interesting things in hip hop are happening in the UK, yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, actually, I love Sampa the Great as well. You know, Sampa yeah, the Great. Yeah. yeah. The lace lady travel with grace, baby. I can't afford to cover the course. Of course, maybe settle that one in court. Cause judging by the basics, y'all already comfortable, stuck up in the matrix. Shit is basic. Patch credentials. But I understand your favorite rapper, peep my gold potential. I'm out of shame. Been passive, trying to fit the circle because I don't know how to act shit. Half of y'all was steady, insecure, don't try to backflip. Just we're, because hopefully we're getting, on. we're getting her on, yeah, yeah. And the new Gangstar record, obviously, we've the talked about, Gangstar which is, uh, you know, which is, which is, uh, so they're the kind of new things. But I love, I love, I re- I know you talk about Drake a lot on the show. <laughs> I really, I, I mean, I, re- I really like Drake because I really love melodies. I, think yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think he's a really great rapper, but I, I think some of his melodies are like, yeah, are, are, are beautiful as well. Yeah. Um, well, I found that about. I keep talking about this, and I've got. I've been slagged off a bit for this now. Actually, talking about abuse, but hmm. Post Malone, right? Yeah. That guy can write a yeah. A catch, yeah. That, yeah. He can. That song "Circles" is, is a great change. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I like yeah. Mac Miller as well, and I, yeah, I used yeah. to get shit for that as well. But. <laughs> no. um, I'm not super into like the major like auto-tuned uh, yeah. kind of trap stuff. It's I can just, imagine you find that utterly abhorrent. I, no, I don't find I like. There's a couple of Sway Lee kind of tracks right. that I'm like, I, could, I I like the weird the weirdness of them. I really yeah. like and the kind of boldness of the production or like the boldness of how like unfinished some things are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I wish I could unfinish <laughs> something that much. Lazy. Just literally sounds like they spent ten minutes on it. Went, this is do. amazing. Yeah, it's fucking, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I've, I think I've only relatively recently got into this whole idea of the musicality of, of, of rapping in itself. Do you know what I mean? Because I always used to just be a, like, and I want a bar spitter to talk about how he's going to like <laughs> chop heads like mm. in all this shit. And then like I was watching that. Have you watched any of that Rhythm and Flow? Oh, on that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too I haven't in. yet. I haven't I'm yet. But no, it's, 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 it's ready to watch. Mate, it's fucking unbelievable. It's so good. Cardi yeah. B. Yeah. What the fuck, man? She's amazing. So, like, so it's Cardi B. Mm. Chance the Rapper and T.I., right? T.I. They're the judges, right? And Chance the Rapper is just like, I would say he's like the closest to us in a, you know, like, he sort of like yeah. talks about, he, he's like you in terms of like thinking about the musicality of it. And T.I. is just sort of like, uh, I found your music very delicious in its predilections <laughs> towards lyricism. <laughs> And his capacity to balls making me want to shake the groove thing. You know, he's like very sort of like excessively yeah, verbose, yeah. isn't he? Like, <laughs> my preconceptions about you have proved to be unjustified, young homie, and shit like that, right? And then, and then Cardi B is just fucking. Mad. She just goes, I like you. Yeah. And then hands you, over to the other yeah, child. You first yeah. came out, I didn't know. But then I was like, oh, he did it. <laughs> and then makes a weird noise. I feel like I, I, feel like I don't need to I watch mean, the show now. Right, you've got to yeah. watch it. But with all of these guys that are trying out for it, mm. there's like some guys that are just like spitting like flames, like, mm. you know what I mean? like straight bars. But the thing is about that is all of their tracks were like that, where there's some people that just sort of like had like a, they were sort of playing with it a lot more and playing with what you could mm. do with rapping. And there's so much more interesting do you know what I mean yeah. it's like I think hip hop is I know you're saying a lot of the best stuff's happening in the UK and I do agree with that but it's just it seems to have pushed it's, it, it was stagnant for a while and it feels like it's evolving again doesn't yeah. it yeah I, I, I think so I mean, funny enough I was just listening to Ocean Wisdom yeah you know? Ocean yeah. Wisdom's yeah. amazing oh man. my yeah, god yeah. Yeah, again yeah. like it just feels like that kind of play, that playfulness is back yeah, yeah that fat um, boy tune yeah that's so good it's so, it's so good, good. Yeah. 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 Right now, combining with me is just fucking unfair. I didn't make it clear, in fact, I made it unclear. I think you got the message when I cut them on clear. I think she got the message when I bust along clear. Monogamy is boring when the hoy wants there. The thing I'm worried about with that fat boy tune, if I'm being honest, mm. is that, um, is that in the video, because oh, it's not seen. You've not seen the video. No, no. So in the video, he's on like a, I think he's like a mobility scooter, mm. and he's like in a fat suit. 
<clears throat> just sort of like all chubbed up yeah. throughout the whole video. And I thought this is probably Ocean Wisdom's most commercial tune. Mm. So that means there's a high chance that that's the first thing they're going to see with him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's no bit of which he reveals in the video, as far as I could see. That's kind of how I feel about the suit I accidentally wore the first time I was on telly. <laughs> and no one told me it looked shit. <laughs> what was it? And the fact that I didn't have a haircut. <laughs> it's like from Burton's or something. Oh, right, yeah. You know, <laughs> not tailored in any way. <laughs> Looks like you're going to court. Yeah. I don't know the or suit. I was like, take, I was I going for an audition of Bugsy Malone. Oh. Yeah. It was bad. Oh, man. Hip-hop gripes. Is there anything about uh, hip-hop that you're not so keen on? There doesn't yeah. have to be an answer for that. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I think, like, I, I, I've grown to appreciate how auto-tune can be used. The, yeah. the like, the, I, I think, actually... Kanye is someone who has made me really love yeah. uh, like how autotune can be used. He doesn't overuse it and he, he uses it in a way that I, I find really expressive. Mm. But I think those whole albums <laughs> where it kind of just keeps going, I, I, it loses, it just, it just kind of, my kind of ear kind of tunes out and yeah. I can't kind of get into the, the D, I can't really get into the DNA of what the music's trying to no. say because it just sounds so, it's, I'll tell you what it sounds like is that my kids can, you know, we've got an iPad at home and they, they found GarageBand wow. right, right, right. and they found yeah. the autotune thing. Yeah. And they put a beat mm. on and they just start singing stuff about My Little Pony. And I'm like, <laughs> Sounds good. It's well. pretty damn close. Sounds all right. That, yeah. I mean, that is. It's pretty damn close. <laughs> Sometimes. And yeah. I, you know, I, that's. Can you that, imagine Takeshi 6 9 coming out with something like that? <laughs> so, Party yeah, I guess bitch. that. I, <laughs> I guess that if I had to. But I mean, even some of that I, I, can, I can kind of get with. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty open ears mu music wise. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, I'm, 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 I'm like. Um, I don't really believe in guilty pledges. There can be tracks that really surprise me that I love. I can't, I can't think of one offhand. But and what about in? Because I know you're about to go on tour. No, right? I go on tour in March. So you go on tour in March. I, right. I, I put an album out this year, and a, a new, like a new extended version is coming out uh, uh, pretty soon. But then I took some time. My wife and I have been trying to like work at different times, mm. so we're not, um, so we're not too busy. So I've, I've been more at home recently, and then I, I go on tour next March. Yeah. Yeah. And um, your shows are, you obviously are a bit of a, you know, you're careful about what you do and you work hard at your live shows. Do, do you find yourself seeing hip hop live shows and feel absolutely disgusted at the lack of, <laughs> the relative lack of effort that's gone into that, bearing in mind that you're such a craftsman when it comes to yours? Uh, I mean, one of the simplest shows I ever saw was a, a, a Nas live show, right? In London. Yeah. And... The the thing is, the craft was all in what he was doing. Right, 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 okay. And I think it's interesting that because sometimes I feel like with enough with enough star power and charisma, yeah, you, you craft is like comes into a comes into a different right, kind right, of thing. Got, yeah. So, so it's not all about whiz bangs and stuff like. Yeah, whiz I mean, bangs. I've definitely seen some. I've definitely <laughs> seen some. I've definitely seen some bad hip hop shows. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I can give you an example. Ones where I've just been like, you know, it's bad. It's they haven't worked on the sound know, at all. Yeah. There's like no kind of th through line to it. And I've seen I've seen some am amazing ones, but generally the ones with you know I've seen a couple of live Jay Z shows which were just just so, it was just so good. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of craft that went into. Obviously the Roots, as we all know, they're like I mean, one of the great Jesus. live live. But, what a band! Yeah, mm -hmm. and amazing. It's just so, so good, but then I saw. Um, I see. I saw. I remember seeing Guru back in the day as right. well, and uh, I, I just think you know he'd really like a mass, mass, a proper kind of stage setup. And actually, what, I tell you what, the gigs. I went to see gigs. Yeah, uh, it was a small gig on an island outside of Essex, and. Uh, <laughs> That was I know like, that. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, OC Island. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. OC Island. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and you can only access it at certain times of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his his show. I mean, in in terms of it was all him. You know? Yeah. I I absolutely. Uh, he's actually one of my favourite kind of UK rappers of now. It was so good just because he was. Yeah. Just absolutely overflowing with like charisma. His. And I mean, star his. He's he is. Got some charisma that geezer. I, I yeah. went to see Kane at Royal Albert Hall recently. Yeah. He couldn't make it. No, I didn't. Look was that a huge, he, he did Jules Holland with me the, literally the day after? Oh, really? And was he, he buzzing his tits off? He was absolutely. He was. He looked looked like he'd, he'd been kind of flattened. To be honest, he was it, like. It might have been the best gig I've ever been to oh, in my yeah. life. God, it was it unbelievable. Yeah. It was honestly, yeah. it was, um, mm, it was that band, unbelievable. I know a lot of people in that band. Oh, really? Yeah. They yeah. were yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, but when gigs came out, the yeah. whole 
the whole of the Royal Albert Hall oh. just absolutely lost their minds. It's interesting with Kano and Git because it, it's amazing how, like, they're, I mean, obviously p- people love them and they have big fan bases, but just how not, I, I, I'm always amazed that their fan bases aren't way more massive. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just the way it goes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really? So would you say, was there, was there a favourite gig of yours that you've been to? Does it have to be hip-hop? No. Prince. Really, yeah. When yeah. did you see Prince? I saw Prince at La Scala, really small venues, one of those when he just turned up. And yeah. There were just phone calls going around. I think that was probably one, that was probably one of the best ones I ever saw. It felt magic. Yeah. It felt magic. I felt like it wasn't possible. I felt like I was just witnessing like proper greatness. Yeah, yeah. And all those times where I feel uh, angry that I never got to see Nina Simone or, right. you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix or whatever, um, I was there going, I've, I, I saw this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was fine. I don't feel so bad. Plug one, plug two. Guest plugs for you. Uh, I'm going to see you very soon. <laughs> Aren't That's I? Right. It's slightly because different occasion. It's really appropriately for us to be on this hip hop podcast. Yeah. The next time Jamie and I see each other, we'll be, well, it'll be at the rehearsals probably, but it'll be at the Royal Variety performance. Yeah. Lovely. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Correct answer. Uh, so, uh, so you're on tour, and what else have you got coming up? You're, you're reissuing this album. Yeah, right? so the album I made uh, that's called Taller that came out um, this spring um, is kind of it's having another kind of hurrah coming out because people loved it so much the first time yeah. that we are re-releasing it the second time. Um, but actually, it's interesting because my it's my eighth record, and it's yeah. by far and away like the thing I'm most proud of that I've ever really, done. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just I've just put my stake in the ground. I'm really I'm focusing more on songwriting than than, than I ever have before. Right. You know, and uh, I wrote ten songs that I feel like, f- from my point of view, are kind of bulletproof songs. They like they exist in their own right, and I feel it's I feel really kind of proud to be like talking about it and putting it out again it's yeah. been been a good experience cool um uh so if you want to see jamie live we'll get the album you know what to do um i gotta say to you man we send just letting uh, the listeners mm. behind the curtain here but we send the questions out yeah ahead of time mm. just to sort of get a, a heads up on it and as soon as I, we got your answer i thought fuck jamie's actually a hip-hop head. Like, do you know what i mean because you're <laughs> yeah. sort of like i didn't doubt it i yeah. didn't doubt it yeah but you know there's certain well, answers you get and you go okay cool that makes sense mm. Like you know your sh- like you you you're not fucking about man like you you do love your hip hop which is great man. Well, it's great. I, I love the show and it's it's great to listen to. It's great to listen. I mean, it's great to listen to someone like Mark Ronson, for example. Who, I know. Like when that level of kind of knowledge, but yeah. also like he was there and mm. made some of those records as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. When he was talking about uh, playing in the club with like the bad boy guys and then the rocker fellow yeah, guys. Yeah, Jay Z leaning over the booth. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. I know that's yeah. the real stuff. Yeah, I've not. I, well, I once uh, emceed at um, Greenwich Uni. That's good. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, man. You've Thank been you wicked. both. Thanks for being wicked to be here. I'm looking, f- I'm looking forward to... Introducing. Talking to you in a similar vein yeah. at the Royal Variety. Yeah, after, maybe there'll be a good gig on somewhere afterwards that we could go yeah, to. Yeah, that's to, a good To, to, to um, de- decompress. But, but the truth is, it's like... You have to be a certain way at the Royal Variety, don't you? Yeah, who's the, who's, who is the Royals? The, is it the Queen? It's not been announced yet, so okay, I couldn't right. possibly tell you. Right. But it might be by the time this comes out, so I can tell you it's Kate and Will. Uh-huh. The best ones. The best, yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's so, so, so they say. <laughs> yeah. So they say. I, I haven't had the chance to rate them in person. <laughs> yeah. but I have met the Queen, so I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll oh, mark, them, yeah, mark yeah. them against. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have to get you back on and we can do ratings and stuff. Sounds, sounds great. <laughs> the, it's what the people want. Yeah, it's what they want. Jamie Cullen rating the Royals. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jamie, you've been amazing, man. Thank you so much. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.